Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. We have officially made it through Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Turkey Day. It's come. It's gone. We're on our way to Christmas. I'm feeling good about it. You're listening to episode 103. Today, we have a special guest. Crystal Randall is, come on, she's got an amazing story to, to share. And just to start it off, she's a pretty funny chick. I said, listen, you can name the episode. You can call it whatever you want. She's, she puts her hand on her head and she says, what a mess. And then she looks up and she goes, yep, that's it. Yep. <laughs> so that's how we're getting started right. today. What a mess. I'm pretty excited that, for this one after yeah. that, right? Yeah, let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's see if we can sort through the mess a little bit, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get to her story, though, episode 103 is brought to us by Steps Recovery Centers. Steps Recovery Centers is here to help you or your loved one get help as soon as you're ready to reach out. Reach out by giving them a call at 801-800-8142. Holy cow, was that harmonistic or what? Or you can go directly to their website. That's stepsrc.com. Check it out. They got detox, inpatient, outpatient, aftercare from start to finish. They have, they believe in evidence-based practice. You're in good hands with Steps Recovery Centers. We appreciate them sponsoring this podcast. Yes, we do. Episode 103 is also brought to us by Rise Up Supplements. Rise Up Supplements is a nootropic company. We have two blends. The first blend is going to be the blue bottle. The good old blue bottle, right, Doc? What's blooming? Mindful mood. It's your yoga chick. You love the yoga chick. I love the yoga chick. I thought that was BYU. BYU is blue. So there you go. You got your blue pills. Blue mindful mood. There it is. Mindful mood helps decrease anxiety and enhance mood. Cougar fans have anxiety, so we need that. <laughs> if you're interested in it, check it out. We uh, The ingredients do a lot of really good stuff. Lion's Mane is an amazing um, cordyceps. It's a mushroom. It's fantastic. It's not from the mane of a lion, actually? No, it's a form of a mushroom. That I, they just, I actually knew that. But yeah. It'd be cool if it was from the mane of a lion. That would be cool. Right, that would be cool. Like some it? people claim to have, you have to like go, deer horn, you have antler, to go velvet. clip lion's manes to yeah, get it. That, that's what we do. Actually, I'm gonna reverse when I people just died said. harvesting the drug. If we could make it through these, that'd be amazing. All right, we're not gonna make it through them. <laughs> the second nootropic blend is Mind red. Shift Red. It's the red bottle. It's yeah. gonna increase focus and because youth fans need their mind shifted. That's right to something. Do you of, know what we need our mind shifted to? What's going on? The Pac-12 championship tonight, hey, baby. Hey, let's start Go with Utes. Let's start with new and goods. Okay, kick Jared, us off. What's new and good in your world? New and good in my world. You know, let's talk about the Pac-12 championship game for just one second. Since yes, it's, since you're a Ute fan, I was going to say I got a lot of good. Honestly, first of all, I want to thank Crystal for coming on here. Uh, okay, that's, that's new and good. Yeah, like, that is to good. Pull, she's a powerhouse in the recovery community. Mm-hmm. That's new and good. The fact that she's actually on my podcast, she, I am honored. She looks nervous about the podcast a little bit. Oh, she's going to do fantastic. No, I'm not worried. Yeah. I'm not um, worried at all, but she looks a little nervous. Are, are you is a BYU? The hand giving it away? She's not a BYU fan. <laughs> she's got, the, there's a hand, for those of you that can't see, there's a hand that's a ch- like a severed hand that was a, a Halloween, Halloween decoration. And she's got it uh, holding hands with it so that uh, it can guide her through the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got a bloody stump on the end. So it's, Yes. She'll, she'll make it. Keep me safe. Yeah, if I say something stupid, she's going to hit me with the bloody stump end. So There you go. My, but yeah, the, the, I guaranteed I get hit, by the way. The Pac-12 championship is new and good. It'll be exciting. It'll, yeah. It'll be awesome. Well, yeah, it's weird how they got there. But all, you know, all my Cougar fans say, oh, they don't deserve it. What? How do you get to the game if you don't deserve it? Yeah, like they they're in the game. Yeah, right. they, they did everything that they had to do to get into the game. They're in the game. Of course, they deserve it. We're playing USC, who we beat barely by one point last time. It's well, going to be a phenomenal. Where was game. that game? Was it at Utah the last time? That was at USC. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. good. You guys, it looks like that's a looks good. I know. Do you yeah. know? You don't know, do you? Was it at USC? Really? It was at USC. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, yeah. go Utes. Go Utes, baby. Yeah. All right. Should we ask Crystal? Uh, no, she okay. she goes last. Yeah, doesn't isn't that how we always do it? I don't know. It's not. I feel like we should bring her in. Okay, Crystal, what's new and good in your life? Um, okay. Uh, I'm playing in the Toys for Tots tournament tonight, tomorrow. What yeah. is the Toys for Tots tournament? Like what? Softball tur- tournament. Okay. Yeah. 
Cool. Oh, I thought you were pitting the kids against kids for toys. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> MMA fighting for yeah. children for yeah. a it's red like toy a, truck. It's uh. like a mu- red mud mud wrestling match for toys for kids. Yeah, like it, like a city history hunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though. It's for a good cause. You play yeah. this. You play the softball. Hmm? What you? What do you play? Whatever well, they I'm do. Well, I'm first. Okay. For my first time. Oh, so, nice. yeah. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. You'll be good. Pray for my face. <laughs> Get you keep your face out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't don't stop the ball with your face. That's bad form. <laughs> if the ball's going to hit your face, let it go. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, that's, well, that's cool. They only get one yeah, that's a fun they only get one base on an overthrow, so it's definitely not worth taking a ball to your face. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't take it to the face. Though. Yeah. No. The face is your money maker. Don't take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys tear it up. Have some fun. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's a really fun team. We're That's gonna have cool. a lot of fun. It's cool. Ask Doc Sellers. What his no, 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 no. Is. Mr. Yeah. Denovan. Okay, go ahead. Mr. Denovan. Everything's fine. What's new and good in your Everything's world? Everything's fine. Nothing new. Really? Yeah. Really. You got nothing new. Nothing. You're so, you're so calm today, man. Wow. It's been. It, Did you, know, you take I, some mindful mood? I haven't. That's why I'm so. I, maybe I need to. Yeah. yeah. You do. Let me go up and get some. I'll be back in a half hour. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait. We'll we'll put the podcast on hold on con pause while you go get some mindful mood. You always got stuff going on, Sean Denneman. It's just been a busy week. It's Don't all, lie it's, to me, it's man. been so busy, busy with school stuff. You busy mean? everything. I mean, I I before I walked in, I was like, it's Friday. It's four o'clock, and I feel like I've done nothing all week. I've been so busy that I have I've accomplished nothing. Yeah, I get it. So everything I wanted to do like Monday at nine o'clock is still on that on that list. Oh geez. So all right. Well, here comes the weekend. But hey, in case you're Get asking, yeah, my, my, my post surgery stuff, I'm I'm still recovering. Since you wanted to bring that up. Mm. Yeah, I know I didn't want to talk you about didn't? that. You didn't? I didn't. Oh. Last week was pretty you had important. surgery on the gonads. <laughs> oh, here we go. If I'm not correct. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. It's good though, it's healing. Should have brought scissor sound effects. Oh yeah. Snip yes. snip. I'll do the snip snip. Yeah, yeah. I'm still hobbling. But anyway, thanks for asking. Yeah. yeah Jared. You're welcome. Jeez. How about you, Doc? What's new and good? Uh, new and good, Bring new and good is, what is new and good? Go strong. A uh, little bit of transition in my life. I just quit a job. Really? Yeah. So I don't necessarily want to talk about that too much, but I quit a job. It's uh, I have a recommendation for everyone out there. Don't quit a job right before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's probably <laughs> I'm a little bit uh, stressed about it, but it's okay. It's it's all gonna be fine. We kind of mutually parted ways, and listen, you, it's gonna you be all right. you're the medical director of like a dozen right. facilities. One's not gonna hurt you. In quieter moments, when I can get there, I realize I'm doing fine. I got it. But it's you know how it goes fun. when financial stress kind of starts to scare oh, yeah. you a little bit. It's like, oh, that was a dumb idea, but it's fine. Yeah. It wasn't. It was necessary for sure. You're literally a legend in the recovery That's community, so you'll you'll have it That's replaced. That's not true. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, totally confident. I'm known just because I work at a bunch of places, but legend isn't true. I'm still clean and sober today, though, so. That's good, right? That is good. That's my maybe. That's my new and good. I have the feeling Crystal well, has a story about being clean and sober too. Let's talk about it. <laughs> okay, Crystal. Yes. Who are you? Uh, hello. So start with like just. <laughs> I'm meeting you for the first time ever in oh, my gosh. life. Okay, yeah, Who that just happened. You? Who are you? <clears throat> I am a woman in recovery. Okay. Yep. Love that. Um, I am a mother. Okay. Of uh, so I have birthed seven children. What in the world? Yes. Are um, you serious? Yes. Yeah. That's a lot of kids. <laughs> Holy mackerel! It's a lot. Yeah, I know. How old are your kids? <laughs> uh, my oldest one is twenty-two, and then nineteen, eighteen, sixteen, nine, eight, and six. A big break there from sixteen to nine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What happened? Ever, what a mess. <laughs> what a mess. Do you ever just like want to give the Brady Bunch run for their money and have like 15? She's got the Brady Bunch know, killed. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, so my nine and my eight year old were adopted. So um, they're okay. not in my home. Okay. So it, the actual like. Your nine and your 18 year old were adopted out. Yes. Okay. My nine and my eight year old. Yes. So. Um, Did I say nine the, and 18? Yeah. The oh, age gap nine is like eight. 16 to six in her house. Okay. Yeah, and I'm a grandma. I'm a grandma. I have a two-year-old grandson. Get out of here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so can I ask you this? Because I'm a gra- I've been a grandfather for a while now. But is um, is your experience the same as mine? 
grandkids Kevin. are the payment for putting up with your kids all these oh, years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because grandkids are awesome. <laughs> He's pretty great. Like, you don't even care if they do stuff wrong. Like, it's fine. Just do fine pick your nose and eat it i don't care yeah like smear chocolate on the walls that's fine (laughs) like for grandkids that's totally cute and when it's your own kids you kind of spaz out a lot about it a little bit oh yeah because you know you want your kids you you're responsible to teach your kids how to grow up it's not your responsibility with your grandkids yeah fun to have grandkids huh it's fun how many grandkids do you have just him just the one okay and he's how old he's two two oh two's an age isn't it oh can be he's uh, so his mom was like, oh, that girl. She was my devil child. Oh, oh. see, that's fun and to watch, he, right? The payback. He has got a lot of her in him. Oh, and good, it's so for, good to watch. Good. That's yeah. fun, isn't it? It is. It's pretty good. It's fun to watch your kids so get Sellers paid back is, for torturing you all these years. <laughs> Sellers' <laughs> theory is correct. You get a little joy out of it. Yeah, a yes. little bit. Because yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. your kids tortured you for all these years. It's fun mm-hmm. to watch them get tortured. <laughs> it is. Here's what you did to me, kids. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Okay, so you live, you live down here? I do. In... Whereabouts? Washington. Okay. St. Mm-hmm. George, Utah. Yeah. Okay. Um, any sort of, I don't know if I asked this or not, relationship status? Are you in a relationship? Or are you not? Yes. You so are. we've been, I've been in a committed relationship for about 12 years now. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. That's a lot of commitment. I'm a, I'm a relationship person. I, what does that mean? I go from one to the next. <laughs> like, you like being in a relationship? Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Some people love that. Yeah. So. They're called women. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's... I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. It could also be called like codependency. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure. So. D all the above, yeah. right? For sure. Yep. Sean's going to chime in, I thought. Oh, I thought he hit a button so he could chime in. He's got something on his mind. I no, no, I'm, I'm making a list of new buttons I need to have. So I need to have like a ding button and stuff. Yeah. And Whenever Seller says something that needs to be yes. like edited. In the coming, comment. coming the weeks, I'll have ding yeah. button. Yeah. yeah. Whenever Seller says a comment, that'll get the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like chopped yeah. <laughs> by the woke crowd that's listening to us. That's right. Woke crowd doesn't listen to me. So, Okay. So let's talk about... How you got to, you're a woman in recovery. How'd you get to be a woman in recovery? Um, Tell us about your childhood, first of all. Okay. I don't want to psychoanalyze you on a podcast. Yeah, okay. Uh, how'd you grow up? Where'd you grow up? What was that circum? What were those circumstances like? There's a lot to that. Okay. There's a lot to that. Um, I was born here. Um, I'm the only child of my parents. Okay. Uh, but I have like. It's a mess. Okay, I have six siblings, but none of them are my full blood siblings. You have a bunch of step siblings and a bunch half. of half They're siblings. All half. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. So my parents got divorced when I was like three or four. Oh. Um. So me and my mom went to Vegas. Okay. My mom got remarried. Uh. Your mom likes relationships too. Maybe she does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. She's still in that in that relationship. So. It's, oh, good. Yeah. Um. So I went to school. For a couple of years in Vegas, you know, started things out. Um, and then we moved to Pleasant Grove. Okay. And I did school there for a couple of years. And then we moved to Orem. How old were you when you moved to Pleasant Grove? Um, I was eight. Okay. So you went to you went to Pleasant Grove, some elementary school in Pleasant Grove for mm-hmm. a little while. Yeah. Then moved to Orem. Then moved to Orem. Um, okay. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot. Um from my childhood. But that, tell us what, a little bit of what a lot means. Um, just... Because you're alluding that there was a reason you moved to Orem, maybe. It sounds well, like a lot of instability. Yeah. Yes, well, not necessarily instability, hearing, but just... Uh, Vegas was getting rough, right? And my stepdad was from Utah County, so they moved up there. Okay. Um, I had three younger siblings, and so I can imagine now being a mom, right? And, like, how hard it is to, like, maintain, right? Uh, And so um, we lived in houses, right? Like we lived in houses. We didn't live in in like ghetto apartments and stuff. And so I think just situationally we moved, we ended up moving a lot. Um, So yeah, we, I went to school junior high in Orem and I found the party friends. Oh, and good. What yeah. junior high school did you go start, to? Sellers. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. Hold on, but I got to figure out what junior oh. high. Uh, okay, so I went to... Because now we're in my neck of the woods. Yeah, I went to Canyon View. 
Junior okay, High. Right. And For those then of you listening, we'll attach a map of Utah <laughs> and all the different, because we have a lot of listeners out of state, some yeah. out of country. Yeah. We'll attach a map. No, I just this. need to know. It's okay. just for me. Yeah. I don't care if anybody else cares. <laughs> I just need to know. So Canyon View Junior High, you fell in with the crowd. Mm, yeah. I just, bit, I didn't care once Junior High started. Yeah. There was some things that had happened, um, I guess in sixth grade that kind of, uh, I look back and it's like I was screaming for help and nobody mm. heard me. Mm. Um, Do you want to give us an example of those kinds of things or if, if you want to go over that, that's fine. Um, sure what, as much or as little like, as you're comfortable Yeah. With. What do you mean like there's something's like, happening that you were screaming for help? Uh, so... Not being heard for like molestation type okay, stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Who did you want to hear you? Your anybody. parents. Anybody. Your parents specifically, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a very interesting thing. Um, Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have to. Yeah. It's, it's just an interesting thing like uh, the system and how the system is set up, right? Okay. Um, and the responsibility that's put on little kids. Oh yeah. You know, right. It's when stuff unfair. happens and being honest and, right. um, it's kind of like a, a small child's choice on where to go. And they don't, I it, didn't know. It's the wrong age know. to be having to choose that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's too much choice. So seventh grade started out with me just not caring. And I went from being like a really, really good kid, like honor roll student all through elementary school, you know, the typical, like I did everything. Um, also there were some things, Checking all the right boxes, yeah. doing all the right yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, there was some things that had like happened when we moved from Vegas to Utah that affected me. Um, like, I got teased for being a redhead mm. when we moved to Utah, and that was so weird to me. Like in Vegas, it doesn't matter what color your skin, your hair, anything. You know, everybody's friends down there. You're not supposed to be a redhead in Utah County. I don't know, but I started getting teased a lot and it was the bubble. Yeah. Interesting. And like people asking like, are you Mormon? It Mm. before they could play with you, you know, Mm. stuff like that. So that happens in Utah. Can I, can I do it again? That absolutely happens in Utah (laughs) County. Can I do it again? Welcome to the bubble. Well, (laughs) that's, that's to me that I understand that about Utah County. Yeah. The uh, teasing for redhead, I don't totally understand. Or, I don't either. Because they were so mean. Yeah, I yeah, don't get that. Like, rough. So, um, some insecurities have developed, and just, yeah. So, I started smoking weed. Okay. I didn't start. Let me rephrase that. Uh, in our family, uncles mm-hmm. like to celebrate your birthdays with you. And so, when I turned 13, one of my uncles was like, oh, here's a joint. And then all of us cousins like did it together and went skating. And to some people that's going to sound crazy, but it's actually as a substance abuse counselor, that's not uncommon. Yeah, a lot of yeah. times people get introduced to substances through their family members. Yeah. 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 It's not uncommon at all. It's not uncommon. It's um, so if I'm going to cringe on this, I'm going to cringe a little bit. I don't think the general public understands the harm that marijuana does to the adolescent brain. It's different if your uncle at age 18 offers you a joint versus your uncle at age 13 offers you a joint because it's so harmful to a brain of that age. The Mm -hmm. only time that the the brain is growing more is age infancy to two. Yeah, sure. And so when you're Why don't we offer fetuses joints? Right. When you're in your (laughs) teens, all that connection is taking place. And that's what Doc Sellers is talking about, Mm -hmm. right? It interrupts all that. That's tough. So your uncle says, here's a joint. Mm -hmm. And listen, uncles aren't being... They're not being sinister. They just think it's, hey, this will help you feel good for a minute. Yeah. Or this is fun. Or here's something cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't I don't believe your uncle was out to destroy your brain. But. No. I mean, he probably didn't know better, you know? Right. No, I think about that no all the question. Time, like, I think that's the point is people don't mm-hmm. understand. How There's a lot of like generational trauma also Okay. in the works. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm not. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> when you first consumed that mind-altering substance so was it like an aha moment did you feel like if i could feel like this forever or was it just a thing do you remember that first um time? i was sucked within myself <laughs> and i remember sitting at classic skating it, like out in the center rink classic you know? skating in Orem. it's a great place it's so great and <laughs> i was like i could stay here forever mm. and also this is terrifying mm. so, so yeah. she had both experiences i did yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is awesome. This is horrible. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. you got that escape that you were looking for. You mm-hmm. kind of got outside of your head. You weren't thinking about the trauma, mm-hmm. right? There was an escape from it. 
there was. Yeah. yeah. We got five minutes left here, and we haven't even got to the meat of her story. Well, then you better stop saying that and ask her another question. <laughs> <laughs> Where did it go from there? What did that look like? How did that evolve from first um, marijuana So use? at 14, ninth grade, I was using methamphetamines. Um, How'd you get introduced to that? <laughs> family. Okay. Yeah. My substance use is uh, family. Okay. Yeah. So um, dropped out of school, middle of 10th grade. We moved down here when I was like 16, so it was like 98. Don't all the pieces together on my age. Don't, don't quote not, you on the year. We're not. I don't think I already gave it away when I said I had a grandson, right? <laughs> How old are you? I'm 40. Ah, see, here we go. I just want to get that out of the yeah. way. Um, okay, so at 17, I had started drugs, stopped drugs, and was pregnant. And had a baby at 18. Um, I hadn't used, I'd stopped using before I found out I was pregnant. I didn't use again until I was, uh, uh, 21. So primarily methamphetamine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the next few years I have, um, I mean, I'd gotten married, uh, he was considerably older than me and, uh, we had a few more kids. We had everything. We lost everything. Um, our relationship when I started using with him was just awful, awful. And so there was a point at like when my son was like six years old uh, and he was watching the abuse and he was watching his dad blame me for what had just happened. Uh-huh. Um, that I realized like I don't want to raise him to think that this is okay. Um, and after years of separating, getting back together, separating, getting back together. Um, I finally, he left and I didn't let him come back and he thought I was just joking and I was serious and I didn't know it, but I was. Um, so I got my stuff, my poop in a group and (laughs) I like it. I started school. Um, and I was, you know, doing pretty good. Me and my four kids. Yeah. (laughs) At what age are you when you start school up again? Like, oh, probably 27. And uh, I met a guy and we started drinking. And this is so this around this time is when I realized, like, because up until then, I thought I was just codependent. Right. Like if me and my ex could, you know, have some time apart, then I wouldn't use. We'd get back together and I'd use again. So I get this guy. We start drinking, move in together, start using together. Um, It's horrible, horrible, horrible. My oldest daughter, like. I basically chose him and using over her. Mm. Um, but no, you didn't. But no, I didn't. But her self-preservation but is to might, run and protect feel. herself okay. from me. Yeah. Right. So, And to be fair, you didn't have a lot of recovery knowledge. You didn't have the community. You didn't have the things in place because you didn't think that you were an addict. You just yeah. thought you were codependent. Yeah. 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 So it's not like your guard got let down because there was no guard in the first place. Right. You were unaware of it. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of pieces to it, too, that I thought my bought me. Um, didn't ha- hold significance. I had a body that men wanted. Mm. And up in, I mean, up until a few years ago, that's what I believed um, because that's what I'd been told. That's what I'd been shown. So that was kind of the conditioning that you'd learned throughout mm-hmm. childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is tough, but it's also, the, uh, listen, that's a big reason why people turn to substances. Is but the, can I yeah. go, can I, can we stick there for just a second? We only got a minute and 40 left in this segment, but also a body you could use probably, right? Uh, I it's didn't. Not, I, no, but, no, no, I'm not yeah, talking about yes, that. No, yeah. I'm not talking about like turning to prostitution necessarily, but uh, men that are attracted to someone, what am I trying to say? You can use that to your advantage, right? Right. To yeah. get drugs sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like if a guy was attracted to you, he'll give you drugs. Right. Is that did that happen some? It it happened a few times, but going back to my family has always been my connection. Okay, so right, yeah. <laughs> that was so, never rough. Your family doesn't want your body. They just yeah. yeah. They <laughs> like love. my family, like even I mean, even still today, yeah. if I wanted, I know. But where the to go. sad thing is, is in your mind, that's what you felt like you had to offer in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That so was that, my value. That speaks right. volumes to your point. mental health at that time. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the bigger point right there. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, that's exactly where I was headed and didn't get there very elegantly, but <laughs> that's exactly how 
these things unfold is people think that's what their worth is. Mm-hmm. Well, and too, I, I think when it, when you've been forced into doing something, you kind of lose your voice. That's yeah. a common thing among amongst people that have had sexual trauma and sexual abuse is you feel like you've lost yourself somewhere. And so you've got to learn how to have a voice again. I know we're, we're running down. I'm purposely kind of taking us out here. 15. Listen, I'm excited to get back to your story. Yeah. Jump a little bit more into it. Yeah. Mean sellers are going to kind of calm down, stop talking so much, and let you run. Okay. Stick around. Crystal Randall will be back right after this little 30-second sponsorship mention. You are listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller, sponsored by Steps Recovery Center and the Hilton Garden Inn. I'm Desmond Lomax, one of the clinical executives here at Steps Recovery. And once you become of the Steps family, you're just a part of the Steps family. A lot of us have overcome substances, overcome addiction, and now we're able to help other people. Second of all, we're also going to help you in a way where you can afford to be helped. Third of all, we're going to give you the same quality that many organizations are charging two to three times. And it's more about you than it is about our organization. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 103 of We Do Recover with Jared Miller. This is our second segment. Uh, We're with Crystal, who's been telling her story. Um, Crystal Randall, if you care. Um... And we'll get right back to that. But first, uh, our second segment is brought to you by the Hilton Garden Inn. So if you've never listened to this podcast, you may not know this, but Hilton Garden Inn is one of the greatest hotels in St. George, Utah. If you happen to be traveling through Southern Utah, look them up, give them a Google search and just type in Hilton Garden Inn and they take really good care of us. They take really good care sometimes of our guests. They have great amenities. The pool is fantastic. They have, they actually have a good restaurant that serves really good food Burger. In the middle of the night when I need it. Yeah, burgers. Yeah, yeah, they got some good stuff. They got some weird, like, it's an interesting restaurant because they got some weird Thai food stuff that's pretty good. And Oh, I've so only ever had they the got burgers. stuff. Yeah, yeah it's good. Cool. Anyway, Hilton Garden Inn, uh, they've been good to us. So if you get down here, give them some business. Uh, so let's get back to it. We are talking with Crystal Randall, and we have Crystal's uh, in her story right now. We're in her 20s. Yeah. Using meth. Yeah. Okay, it's let's, great. Let's keep running. Where okay. are we going? <clears throat> so you had uh, you had a you were in a relationship. He left. You decided to enforce that, like not let him back. Yeah, yeah. And you're living down here. Yeah. Okay. Get in another relationship. It's awful. It's horrible. Oh, what a mess. <laughs> um, I left that relationship. Um, finally, uh, after it was going to cost me like my kids and everything. Um, so I left that after a year. Uh, but I literally went from that guy to my current relationship. Okay. So you're in a relationship with that. Yeah. But like that Dustin, was 20 right? years yeah. ago, yeah, though, right? Uh, so you've been in your current relationship for a while. It was in my 20s. So like so 15, so it's 12 yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I literally like uh, I made him take me to my mom's and Dustin was at my mom's basically waiting for me. <laughs> Because uh, so me and Dustin, it's kind of like, like leasing a car. You just turn it in on yeah. a new, yeah. right? Perfect. I get it. I, I don't it. suggest that. I do not suggest <laughs> going from one relationship to another because there's a lot of wreckage yeah. that happens, right? Trying to figure out emotions. Sure. Um, but it, going back, so I've known Dustin since I was three. Um, we, the first time that I ever used methamphetamines was with him when we were teenagers. So, um, Ironically, he's the last person that I used with also. So, um, so yeah, we get together. I decide to give him a baby while we're homeless. <laughs> okay. Seems like excellent decision making. It's such a good idea. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like yeah. decision making based on uh, methamphetamine use. Yeah. 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 So we're staying in Provo with my best friend mm. and um, I got pregnant. Um, I... We we weren't using. I wasn't using. 
Um, and through that pregnancy, that was probably one of my healthier pregnancies. Um, did you use during pregnancies occasionally? Use, as as my pregnancies go on, right? That's my addiction goes on. And sure. So yeah, because you couldn't yeah. stop. Yeah. The powerlessness yeah. concept. Sure. Yes. And so with her, she was one of my healthiest pregnancies. Um, I actually did end up using the last couple of weeks that I was pregnant with her. Um, so this is where like everything gets dark is uh, right after she in the previous relationship, there was some stuff that happened with my dad. Um, and because my dad was living with us, things got really were really, really ugly. My dad got involved. It really strained our relationship. Um, so after I have my daughter, I'm trying to get up to northern Utah so that my dad can meet my new baby. He's a really good grandpa. Like, he's a great, 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 great grandpa. Um, the day that I'm actually, like, the, my taxes come, I'm getting ready to put everything together, he had a heart attack and died. Oh, oh, oh. Um, That's tough. So it, th- this is where everything changes, right? Like, all of the I'm never going to go out the window. Yeah, you all know? the reservations yeah, come out. Yeah, and... Uh, I have a lot of money sitting in my lap and my dad had just died and I went off the deep, uh, started using opiates with It's no a bad cost. combo though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, all of a sudden you got some cash and you got pain of your dad just died. Yeah. Terrible combo. I mean, Awful. for a piece, for a person that struggled with addiction, that's yeah. a, almost a recipe for bad things to happen. So yeah. you have kind of, I'm trying to track like on a linear thing here. You're, you have periods of abstinence Yeah. in those periods of abstinence. Cause you just mentioned like, you know, the reservations came out when things fell into place. Do you have recovery knowledge? Do you have a fellowship like, or are you just white knuckling it? White knuckling it. Okay. Like in our family, like up in my life, like there's no, I don't, I've never seen people do a recovery program. Okay. okay. So you haven't been to treatment or anything at no. this point. In this yeah. Point. Okay. So things go crazy from there, uh, of course. And I end up, I end up pregnant again. Um, kind of pregnant. I end up pregnant again. Oh, okay. I thought you said um, kind of pregnant. I'm and like, I have no care in the world. Like I don't care to survive. Yeah. I don't care. Um, so things just go really, really bad through that pregnancy. Um, we're living in Salt Lake with my ex in his like shop. And so all my kids are just surviving. Right. Right. Sounds like everybody's surviving. Yeah. And, um, I had him on New Year's Eve, um, like, well, New Year's morning, New Year's morning. Um, he was seven-ish weeks early. Um, I'd never gone to an OB. Uh, his little ears weren't even formed all the way yet. Oh, shoot. Um, <clears throat> and he, I had him on the ambul- in the ambulance on the way up to LDS Hospital. Um, so this is the first time. I mean, this saves me, right? Like DCFS, I go to treatment. Um, I get him back. With my little girl, you were sort of court forced to go to treatment. Yeah, okay. yeah. So the state took him and my, him and our other baby, um, yeah. but I got him right back because I did everything. So this is uh, this is the biggest part of my story um, is that when I got my li- my littles back, my babies, um, it had been like three or four months since my son had been born, and he'd been with my sister. Um, and I didn't feel a connection to him, mm. but I faked it, right? I faked I had okay. this connection with him. Um, and I was struggling to bond with him um, to a point where I shut off trying to. And I I left him for the wolves, right? I just left this little baby for all of my kids to take care of. Um, but I faked it through that case to get it closed because I didn't want to admit, like, how can, what kind of mom? Right. What kind of mom? isn't bonding with her child, especially when this is my sixth child and I've never experienced anything like this before. Do you think it was like a fear of rejection? In other Uh, words, like, I don't feel like he's bonding and so I'm purposely going to just let like the kids parentify, raise him, take care of him because... I don't know because in my... Because I got crazy. Like I got like... When I... Like watching him bond with, say, Dustin, mm -mm, I wasn't... So this is what I say is women that hurt their children, I... I, I get it. You have empathy. I have empathy. 
because uh, there's this like psychotic piece that's there, right? Um, and it's really just like mental health stuff. Like oh, yeah. I, I needed help, but can, I didn't know that I needed help. Can I make two quick points? Yeah. The bumper sticker, hurt people, hurt people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's A. That's point A. Point B, there is nothing, and I've made this point on this podcast before. I just love to reiterate it. There is nothing on the planet that will break a mother-child bond more than drugs. Yeah. That's, and that's so it's true. It's one of the very few things that can break that bond, and it can because of how powerful it is. Yes. And because if you talk to a mom about her kids, they get pretty feisty sometimes. But yeah. a mom on drugs is a different story mm -hmm. because it hijacks your brain. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's almost for sure all drugs. Yes. And it's so true. Like all my relationships with my children are just amazing. Even when I was using, I had pride in, like, the types of bonds that I had with my kids. Sure. But I was vacant. I wasn't there for them. Um, Takes a lot to say that now, though. Yeah. Well, there's—so it leads up. Like, in like, other words, the accountability. Like, I'm, I'm genuinely, like, impressed and, and feel respect towards the accountability because it's hard to admit our failures, our shortcomings, and our downfalls, right? And so, mm -hmm. like, I have a lot of admiration that you can come on and you can take accountability for it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and obviously today you're a different person than you were living in that garage with your ex. Yeah. So you've made some strides in your life, but still, it's still not easy. No. Yeah. That's like, uh, I don't know. That's my peace. That's like, uh, so when I was gone into recovery this time, somebody told me you take that pain and you hold on to it, you know, so that it reminds you. Yeah. You purpose it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. And there's another part, too, of, like, you can advocate against something that you were a part of, right? So you have the power to change your mind. Sure. Type stuff. Um, so after that, I, that whole case, right, and I did treatment, I went back to using because I'm, I've got this whole baby that I don't know what to do yeah. with. And things got really, really bad. Um, and it leads up to I've got, I end up with, um, I don't end up, child abuse charges and my baby is in the hospital and I'm not going to get into all that because that's okay. like trauma work, right? Yeah. Um, but my kids got taken and my baby got really seriously injured and um, I bailed out and then I went off because then I don't have kids and my identity was my kids and now I don't have children and what am I supposed to do? And so me and Dustin do what we can do. You go back to your number one coping mechanism, yeah. which is and, drugs. And so then like stealing and taking from our grandma. Mm -hmm. um, and so we end up getting arrested with a bunch of charges. And um, right before we got arrested, we made a plan that we were going to go to court and relinquish our rights on, my, on all the kids. Um, and that we were going to be done because we were done. We were so done. So we could get arrested. Um, the day that we were like, that our plan for our plan, um, I found out I was pregnant. So like wow. divine intervention, I right? would say God had a different plan, wouldn't wow. you? Yeah. Wow. And a bit of a sense of a humor. It, yeah, my higher humor. power has the best sense of humor yeah. at my expense. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem is you're the butt of the joke, I am right? the butt of the joke. Oh, wow. That's yeah. hard. Yeah. All right. Well, that that'll like a, ruin some plans. Was that like a sign for you, though, that maybe the plan to relinquish your rights was not the right plan? It was a sign. Yes, it was a sign. Because um, that night before that, actually, like I was like, because my dad had died and I was sitting in jail cell and I was like, ah, you've left me to my dad. Sure. And I still do that. As I was day. like, yeah. And as I was right. going to sleep, I heard him very clearly be like, get up and stop sniveling. You're going to take care of this. Oh. And I could smell him, you know, Ooh. whatever. I I, it. it happens a lot. Yeah. But, and so that was like, that's my moment of my starting moment. That's a moment. Yeah. yeah for of, sure. I'm going to try to do something. Um, that's when you got a little fight in you. Yeah. So. Did you consider an abortion? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's part of my story too, is I've, I've done that. Okay. Like. Yeah. I'm just wondering at this particular juncture where, like, holy mackerel, I've decided to not have kids. Uh, oh, wait. what a mess. I'm in jail, right? And, what like, DCFS is involved. And they've taken all of my six children, and here I am in and jail. You're pregnant. 
pregnant with oh. all these charges. Oh, she keeps saying, what a mess. A, I, I just okay, see what but you did that there. right there is a mess, I, I see it. I see it. That's a mess, though. Can yeah. I point something out? Sure. Yeah. Oftentimes, I heard you say earlier, and, I, and, it, and it flagged me. You said, <laughs> and at that point, I was saved. I'd like and to flag you. Your story is very, there's some consistencies with mine because today we have a really hard, like people talk about the criminal justice system and some of these uh, agencies that are put in place. I don't look at the criminal justice system with a bitter taste in my mouth. Mm-mm. I I can honestly look back and go, thank God, because mm-hmm. there's no other way I was getting clean except mm-hmm. for a jail cell that I had no option to go out because I was going to lie, manipulate. I mean, right. And so... It's just interesting that both of us, that was our rock bottoms. And yet today you have a lot of people that are throwing a fit and trying to change legislation and trying to change it. And do I think it's the only way? No, I don't. It worked for me. And so I believe in it. Right. But I I almost hear an appreciation in what you shared when DCFS got involved and what you shared just now, you know, you went to jail and it was kind of your rock bottom. I I feel the same about Doppel. Like Doppel saved my life. Uh, was it a pleasant experience? No, but did they save my life? Oh yeah, it was the wake up call you needed. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So sometimes some of those entities step step in and save us from ourselves. Right. When yeah. she said, when she said, um, in that moment, I decided I was going to get up. Right. Yeah. I saw. I I, I can Stop hear like the Rocky music. <laughs> Right. Okay. So take us into it. So Crystal, we got the. Okay, we got the rock sorry, music going for okay, this. We so, want to hear the comeback. Yeah, let's get up. Stop I, sniveling. So in this year, I I relinquished my rights on my little boy while I was still in jail. Um, another one of those like higher power moments. Uh, he ended up in the perfect home. Like cool. Mm, and he's cool. it's like a kinship, right? So he's with family of family. Can I? I, I don't. I hate interrupting. And I do it a lot. How, what are, what, is, what do your kids look like at this point? Like how old? Where were you? So you had this little boy was how old? That uh, you gave he up? was two. He was two, and he yes. was the one that was born pre- seven weeks early. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Who else do you have at this point? I don't have any. Okay, you have the one that was just born. <laughs> yeah. And then the two-year-old. Uh, the state has taken all of them. I'm the in state's jail. got the rest. Yeah. Of them. My oldest is not in state custody because okay. she was with right. my brother. All right. Okay. So I relinquished on him. Um, I go into treatment and I'm going into treatment for my little girl from, she's three at this time. Okay. So you're still fighting for her. I'm still fighting for her. Um, we do this like bonding assessment and she told me, well, she kept running from me. I want, Mm. I want my, I want mommy Ashley, which is my sister. So that's when I realized like, I have to, I have to let her go. This is the second DCFS case with her in her three years, in her little three years life. Right. Um, and so I relinquished my rights. She went with my sister. I was bitter. I was, Mm. I was such a brat. I was such a brat. I was so rotten. Who do you take your bitterness out on? Your sister? But manipulatively, I was trying to get it in with my other, get them with my other sister because I wanted, I wanted to play the game. I wanted to be able to access her when I, whenever I wanted. Right. And, So I didn't see her for three years. Um, and it was, uh, we've talked about this a little bit, I think. Um, I, my, like, I had such a good bond with her, even, even through everything, that I literally felt like I had lost a piece of my heart. And mm. it hurt every day, every day. Um, and... Uh, I was so upset with the whole system set up through that. Um, and it took me a lot to get through. And and I was pregnant. And at that point, I didn't know if I wanted this baby within me because I was hurting so much over sure. that. Sure. Because every day is a reminder that you're missing your little girl. Yeah. 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 And so when I had him, um, the deal that the state had made with me went out the window. And they were coming to take him away from me. No. Um, and this is like the fight of the century. Like this baby at one point, his name's Clay. He's six now. He was the most, like the most protected baby in Utah. Like, <laughs> I could not, um, I couldn't like do anything by myself with him because uh, of what I had done to my previous 
baby, right? right. What had happened. Um, so the state was scared that he was going to get hurt. Um, so the, the treatment center literally had to do everything for me with him because they acted as like the safe person, the third party. Yeah. Everything yeah. you did was supervised. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There you yeah. go. That's the word. Um, and they were, DCFS was, was trying to put every roadblock in the way for me to not be able to move forward, um, being his mom. And I was scared and I wrote everything down that we did together, everything, because I thought any day now they're coming in and if they get their hands on him, I'm never getting him back. Right. All he has to do is trip and break a finger and (laughs) you're in trouble, right? And so, um, I, I grieved, you know, after I had him for a couple months going forward, knowing that this is going to a termination trial and, um, the judge, I was in family recovery court. I'd pleaded in a few months before, and it actually saved me because the judge had been seeing, like, she's not doing anything wrong. Right. And You're not using drugs anyway. at yeah, this time. Yeah, and he knows where I'm at. Um, and so finally I'm like, I have to move forward with my life. And so I tell one of the counselors, like, I'm ready for him to go to daycare. I have to go find a job so that I can get out of this place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big moment for me. It's a big moment because that was the moment that I realized that I was going to move on. Um, regardless of if I got to continue being his mom or not, I had to prepare for either one and move on in your life, move on in your sobriety. Yeah. Yeah. Recovery. Yeah. Yeah. And through this, I'm by myself. Like Dustin is in jail, um, waiting to go to Horizon House. So I'm, we've been apart my whole pregnancy. Wait, is he still waiting to get into Horizon House? I think so. Yeah. I know that place. I know. Yeah. I know the weights on right now. So, uh, he might still be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. He's going to get a call any day. It's bad. Um, so all these things lined up. Like uh, everything that I affirmated started coming back. Um, I found somebody that would rent a room to me. She's just... She, her and her family bent over backwards to get approved through DCFS. All sorts of, you know, all sorts of things. Yeah. And... Whoa. That's so nice, that huh? so that me and the baby could come there and uh, a little bit of self esteem. Somebody loves me. Yeah, and they approved it for me to move in like three weeks before we were going to termination. And at our next court date, the DCFS was like, "We're gonna drop these charges because they realized once I moved out of treatment with the baby, that yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it. They yeah. can't, they can't say, oh, you're not doing it. <laughs> and uh, how long ago was this? This was almost seven years ago. Yeah, because yeah. I know you got some time. Just, I've got um, well six years ago. I've got almost seven years. Yeah. So. Have you had any interaction? Taylor's just giving you knuckles there. Have you had any type of further agency interaction since then? Um. No. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I pled into drug court after that. Like. Right. 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 You know, because yeah. I need to keep going. So I did another year drug court. So with about three minutes left, thank you for sharing all that. Mm-hmm. And listen, the thing I love about your story, Crystal, is it's not just substance after substance after substance. It's behaviors. It's uh, life circumstances. It's real world stuff, right? Yeah. And some of the hardest stuff is kids, man. I mean, I, I got my own thing of kids and this episode's about you, so we're not going to get into it, but I can totally relate on a very deep level yeah. with some of the stuff you shared. Um, with three minutes left, how did you make it seven years? Um, Let's hear the recovery. I found that, like, you know, that fire that, like, made me put him in daycare and go get a job. The Rockies? <laughs> yeah. So the, I fought. The dad saying stop sniggling. I kept fighting like that for the rest of my kids, right? Because okay. I'm a mom. And so I kept, and so um, today, my teenagers, well, they're, like, adults now. They all live with me. You got them I'm all back. probably never going to get rid of them, okay? Right, <laughs> like, right. And I have a good, re- I'm, me and my sister are building a, a good relationship and I have access to my, my nine-year-old, right? I get to see her and love her. And, um, How's and my little boy, I get to see doing? pictures of him. She's great. Does she she's have special great. needs? No. She no. here. Okay. She's great. It was the boy that had it was the, the boy. Yeah. Okay, and he's sorry. great too. No, he's wrong. great too. He I thought the has an amazing life and I get to see pictures of him and it's like watching him through somebody else's kitchen window, you know? So it's you beautiful. said that you said that you fought, right? Uh-huh. I mean, what does that look like though? So if I'm sitting here and I have DCFF, DCFS cases and if I feel like I can't stop using drugs, speak to that person. Like what's your message to that individual? Okay. That because me- it, it coming from that's you hopeless. is so powerful. Because yeah. that feels hopeless when DCFS gets involved, right? Yeah. Okay, so I 
do plug. I am a peer recovery coach for USARA, which is Utah Support Advocates for Recovery Awareness. And my passion is helping mothers, um, women uh, that are going through the things that I've been through. That are currently walking through yes. what you've already walked yes. out of. And DCFS, uh, I don't hold anything against them, right? Um, the system is scary, though. The system is terrifying. And yeah. you don't know what you're walking into. And if you are going into that and you don't know what you're doing, uh, reach out to me. Okay, here we go. And I will help walk you through that. How would people reach out to you? Through you, Sara? Mm-hmm. Yep, here in St. George. Um, so, so all Facebook. that, what a mess, what a mess, has literally become... What a strength. One of your biggest strengths. Yeah, what a strength. you beat me to the yeah. punchline. Yes. Like now you get Sorry. paid to, you're totally but fine. Yeah, what a strength. You get paid to help people that are walking through what you've already walked out of. Yeah. Like that, that, the miracle of recovery is, is mind blowing, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the big success story right here, right? All that crap that happened to you suddenly now makes you qualified to do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And probably one of the best at it. And from somebody without hope can turn to you and you can give them some. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. There's something powerful about sitting across from somebody and they're sharing their dirt with you and you can look them back in the eye and go, dude, I get it. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. Done that. There is. And they're like, wait, what? You're not disgusted by me? Mm -hmm. Wait, what? You you still want to talk to me? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So, that's a cool story. Yeah. That's powerful. Love that story. Oh, well. Thanks. She's not batting the table anymore. <laughs> she's not moving around. I think she's finally settled in. Yeah, let's go another 30 just minutes. We about my recovery. Because I'm like fine with my. Yeah. yeah. My, we got, well, it. we got 15 <laughs> seconds left. One last word for our audience. Um, uh, thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for coming. This is episode 103. We do recover with Jared Miller. We'll see you next week. We out. We out. Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. This has been a production from a podcast studio.